0: This is week 59, and we're on chapter 18, text 29 through 44. And so that means that we have, including today, four more classes in Bhagavad Gita. And so when we reach the end, we all are going to take up our weapons and fight. Yes. Because Krishna is that convincing, and this argument is that powerful. <clears throat> and this chapter is called The Perfection of Renunciation, Sanyas Yoga. And Arjuna asks a question that uh, instigates Krishna to sum up everything that he said so far for the second time. And so he, a- he asks, what is the renounced order of life, sannyas? And what is tyaga, or giving up up fruits? And then Krishna is is describing what renunciation means. And he says that um, some people believe renunciation is giving up everything. But he says the great soul said that uh, sacrifice, charity, and penance should never be given up. And he goes on to describe, um, again, how activities um, take place in the modes of nature, by the conditioned souls. And um, in this particular section, Arjuna begins by asking a question. He says, "Oh, winner of wealth. Oh, I'm sorry, this is Krishna. So Krishna is telling Arjuna, O oh, winner of wealth, now please listen as I tell you in detail of different kinds of understanding and determination according to the three modes of material nature. So last week, we, we learned about um, the five factors of action. And Krishna says those who, who, who don't consider these five factors of action, um, in terms of the activities of the living beings, are, are not um, seeing things clearly. And those are that the body is there, the, the place of action. Then there's the performer, the soul. And then there's different kinds of endeavor and uh, let's see what's the fourth one the place the body the performer the senses the senses are the instruments of action and uh ultimately the super soul are the five and that's the, the ultimate factor yes
1: so if you have the the five factors of action one of them is you said the soul yes so i guess um Then, for me, it's a little uh, unclear. What does it mean when they say you're not the doer? It seems like you're partially the doer
0: kind of Yes, that's correct. You're partially the doer. okay. So partial independence. Okay. So he's saying that that's one of the five factors. Okay. But ultimately, it's a super soul. And in this particular section, Krishna makes a really powerful statement here. Again, he's been speaking about this throughout the Bhagavad Gita. But he says... There is no being existing, either here or among the demigods in the higher planetary systems, which is free from these three modes born of material nature. So when we're embodied, when the performer is embodied, um, because we are the doer in in the sense of, uh, we create our destiny. We came here based on desire. We have minute independence. We have the ability to misuse our free will. But when we're embodied, then, this, the place of action and the senses, and the, the longing and the endeavor to fulfill the object of knowledge, because Krishna also talks about what are the three factors motivating action. What are the three factors motivating actions? Knowledge, um, the knower, and then the, the goal of knowledge, or the object of knowledge. So when we're embodied, then the, these modes, um, working through the material energy, it is, it is binding the living entity. So no one is free from three, these three modes of material nature. And so in this particular section also um, is spoken about what is happiness and how to understand happiness and how we become conditioned and we take on different qualities through birth in the four different uh, varnas or um, types of occupation. So Gangay Prabhu asks to explain how mode goodness, and the mode of goodness, in the mode of goodness, happiness is like poison in the beginning, but like nectar in the end. And, how, and explain also how the mode of passion is happiness, I'm sorry, how mode of passion happiness is like nectar in the beginning, but like poison in the end. Does anybody want to answer that? have?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I found that in verses 37 through 38. Um, So 37 says, That which in the beginning may be just like poison, but at the end is just like nectar, and which awakens one to self-realization is said to be happiness in the mode of goodness. So, And then verse 38 says, That happiness which is derived from contact of the senses with their objects, and which appears like nectar at first, but poison at the end is said to be of the nature of passion.
0: So, would anybody like to give an example, of, an example of something in life where you've experienced this fact? Either something was like happiness in the beginning and became like poison at the end, or something was marriage.
3: Okay, <laughs> it was an easy one. Okay,
0: anybody else have any? Toxiness. Personal experience. Okay, <laughs> intoxication.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: Interesting. Yeah. When I was it's living in
1: the, when I was living in Los Angeles a long time ago, I um, I would drive by this old used Rolls Royce for sale. This is like ten years ago. Uh, so I every day I drive not every day but I drive by there many times and every time I drove by I developed a desire to buy that car. So eventually, I bought the car. So here I had a 1971 Rolls-Royce. I was so happy. Then I started feeling all this anxiety about, um, where am I going to park this thing? Someone's going to vandalize it. Somebody's going to steal that silver lady off the front. You know? So I was like feeling all this anxiety. <laughs> and then like within like two or three months, I sold it, because it was like too much worry, you know?
0: Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no,
2: I, I've got
1: plenty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll mention
2: all that, I think. I you know, it covers uh, what happened to me. <laughs> yeah.
0: What about the other way? Does anybody have something that was like poison in the beginning? Okay. Yeah, I do.
2: Um, I think sometimes, you know, when you are on a spiritual path and you try different things. I know I tried many different types of spiritual paths. Um, just about everything I could... I could grab up and absorb and whatever else. And in the end, I mean, it brought me to here. You know, so in the beginning, was it poison? Some of it was, I think. Now I look back on it now. But yet, it, if I didn't have that experience, it wouldn't have brought me to this point. So in a way, it wound up being very nice. Nice. Very
1: good. But yeah. you also use the uh, idea that they're chanting the holy name. I, I, don't know if, I don't think they use the word poison, but they say like in the beginning, uh, I forgot the exact words, but it's something like it, it's not like really relishable in the beginning, then eventually it becomes really sweet and relishable. Yeah. And that's beyond the mode of goodness. That's like so the mind could down. be
0: rejecting it in the beginning. Yeah. Like, please stop repeating this sound yeah. vibration because we haven't developed a taste for it. Yeah. yeah. So remember, this is something that uh, feels like poison, but it's actually not poison. Right. Yeah. yeah, I have a recent
2: example of what you're just talking about there, because it reminded me of that. But the uh, a friend of mine that I just talked to last week gave him a Gita and I uh, got a Science of Self Realization. gave him the beads, showed him how to chant. He was very, very open. He's very. He's he's just. He was. Weeping in words to me about how he felt after this because it's just like what you've done for me I can't even but when, The first day or the next day he goes this I'm having a really hard time chanting this I says, I I got like four chants done I was going oh my god, this is horrible And I says at least do one round. I told him at least do one round. You know, that's all you do every day you Just get you him know, do one round. So anyway, so he's but then now even this soon. He's doing he says it's getting easier. I mean, it's getting easier. And I'm really starting to feel, I started to cry over this the other day. And so again, there you go. It started off as like this struggle, horrible struggle for him. But now he's starting to feel a little bit of that nectar. Very nice. Yeah. Anybody else?
4: Well, I started having an existential crisis in my teen years. And I really couldn't understand the purpose of consciousness. And I even said, remember writing how it was just this awful byproduct of evolution you know that we became conscious and then throughout my life I've tried different ways to to deal with being you know having a human conscientiousness and I had years of intoxication and then finally became so that was like a poison that became or that was a what is it what's the opposite of the poison? yeah that was a nectar that because it was an escape from this this difficulty I was having grappling with being human of course, I became a, pu- a poison, and then sobriety became a nectar. But then again, I'm still grappling with what is it to be human and not have a spiritual path. You know, upon reflection, that was still what was missing. So now, um, being on a spiritual path, and I, I see my my human, <clears throat> my humanity, and my con- my consciousness is actually such a nectar because it's the tool that I need in order to understand Krishna. So that's become a nectar finally after.
3: Do you have something? In regards to this one point? Yeah. What's the question again?
0: You don't like um, just an experience where you where you actually um, felt this this way, like something was nectar, became yeah, poison. First. Yeah. You don't, have, you don't have to share. You, you don't want to. It's up to you. Something that was nectar? I mean, I
3: just can think of like silly mundane things. Yeah. Um, I feel mean, like just working is. out is one of those things yeah. that at first just seems like, Oh, this sucks, you know. But after a <laughs> while, you know, you know, you can obviously you you'll learn to relish it, and you're learn to you'll see the results, and I mean, just little things like that. Spiritually, I I, I can't relate to that because I've always had. I don't know. It's. I mean, I guess you know there was a part of. A part of Christianity that seemed like that way. You know what I mean, but. Yeah, it's really hard to say for me. I mean, I think that just, yeah, I think just that, that particular example of, let's say, getting on a diet or working out just makes sense to me, and that's an experience that I've had. Yeah, yeah.
0: nice. So, like, because the mind always wants to enjoy. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so, like, we, we go to the place of least resistance. The mind wants to find comfort, satisfaction all the time. Yeah, that so awesome. Anytime there's something that's discipline, like you were saying, working out, yeah. or anything that involves this learning, the mind always is gonna reject that.
1: And also the word uh, disciple means discipline. It's almost yeah. the same word. <laughs> that's what I say. Huh? Yeah. yeah, good, good, good. Yeah.
0: yeah, so that's why you know yoga means how to control the mind. Uh, because knowing what is good, and then getting through that, that phase, that difficult phase. We become competent mm-hmm. uh, the stages that, that lead through, push through um, the, the uh, very tough conditions in the beginning. So, um, let's just see what Prabhupada said. Prabhupada said this in the purport pur- to 1837, which uh, Krishna Prabhu read. He said, in the pursuit of self-realization, one has to follow many rules and regulations to control the mind and, and the senses and to concentrate the mind on the self. All these procedures are very difficult, bitter like poison. But if one is successful in following the regulation and comes to the transcendental position, he begins to drink real nectar and enjoys life. And he enjoys life. So one thing that Vaisishtika talks about is Harinam. It's like going out. We've talked about this before. Like it's hard to like go out because you got to bring all this stuff or you got to just bring yourself. And then you gotta, you got to get out there and you got to put yourself into the public eye and connect with people. But once you get out there, once you start doing the yajna, then you feel like, this is real life. Actually, I wasn't living until I was out here, you know, doing this uh, this service to Krishna. So then Krishna says in 1838, That happiness which is derived from contact of the senses with their objects, and which appears like nectar at first but poison at the end, is said to be of the nature of passion. So, Srila Prabhupada says, A young man and a young woman meet, and the senses drive the young man to see her, to touch her, and to have sexual intercourse. In the beginning, this may be very pleasing to the senses, but at the end, or after some time, it becomes just like poison. They are separated, or there is divorce, there is lamentation, there is sorrow, etc. Such happiness is always in the mode of passion. Happiness derived from a combination of the senses and the sense objects is always a cause of distress and should be avoided by all means. So the second question he asks is why is it important for us to understand happiness in the different modes? Um, and I, to start this conversation, um, this is a verse Krishna says in 1836. He says, "O best of the bar, says, now please hear from me about the three kinds of happiness by which the conditioned soul enjoys, and by which he sometimes comes to the end of all distress." So this is why it's important because um, we can come to the end of all distress. We can have Ultimate happiness. Did you want to add something, Krishna? No, no, I disagree. Okay. It's not only
1: okay. ultimate, but eternal happiness. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. The highest, and that which doesn't end. Last forever. forever. Yeah. Forever. Very good. Uh, uh, anybody want to add to that? That's
2: very nice. Okay.
0: So, yeah, Prabhupada says a conditioned soul tries to enjoy material happiness again and again. Thus, he chews the chewed. But sometimes, in the course of such enjoyment, he becomes relieved from the material entanglement. By association with a great soul. In other words, a conditioned soul is always engaged in some type of sense gratification. But when he understands by good association that it is only a repetition of the same thing, and he has awakened his real Krishna consciousness, he is sometimes relieved from such repetitive, so called happiness. And then in the purport to 1839, Srila Prabhupada says, One who takes pleasure in laziness and in sleep is certainly in the mode of darkness, ignorance. And one who has no idea how to act and how not to act is also in the mode of ignorance. For the person in the mode of ignorance, everything is illusion. There is no happiness either in the beginning or at the end. For the person in the mode of passion, there might be some kind of ephemeral happiness in the beginning and at the end distress. But for the person in the mode of ignorance, there is only distress both in the beginning and in the end. So when we understand this science deeply, not just theoretically, but again and again, like Prabhupada said, the best type of intelligent person is that person that hears from someone who is wise and then applies it to their life and goes ahead and, and reaps the results rather than um, you know, taking it as with a grain of salt and, and still trying to um, do what we've always done, which is we've always tried to find happiness. Through the material mind and senses, and that's just natural. Like that's, that's the way we're wired in this world. Basically, that's how the modes operate. The modes operate to facilitate us uh, for different goals. Different goals of knowledge means different types of enjoyment. So, it's not that it's unnatural. It's very natural. It's just that when we understand the science, we understand how to change that course Change that uh, natural course of events. Because the natural course of events in this world is simply to um, repeat the cycle of birth and death, uh, keep on trying to enjoy different bodies. So it just it means when we understand and apply the science, we can actually end that cycle for good. We can actually enjoy eternal life without having to go through this anymore. It's a very simple, right? It's like a very, like, so that was just, the whole science is summed up right there. Happiness and distress, but the difficult part is applying it. So that's where we take help and we continue to speak about it. We continue to engage in spiritual
3: practices and uh, pray for mercy. <clears throat> and also, just one of yeah. us to even know it that this yeah. is to be educated
4: about this. You know, for for those of us and the many that still exist that didn't know this at some point in life. You know, we're just stumbling through life. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we don't know what's causing the disease. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody they keep on, you know, eating a certain way and they don't know that the way they're eating is causing yeah. them to feel like tired and sick and unhappy.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: So, good. Okay. Um, the last question, I can open this, is what occupations are appropriate for Brahmanas, Chatriyas, vaishyas, and Sudras? And who can say that without looking? The occupations of the different varnas. Okay. <laughs> no, can, no.
5: okay. can you tell me the first one?
3: Brahmana.
5: So the Brahmana. So the Brahmana. I, it's he's renounced. He's a priestly like. He's all about you know giving people Krishna pretty much and living it. Not only giving it, but being it. Um, and then the second one? chaturya. Chachuyas are the warriors. Are the ones that fight, defend, take care of society. And then...
3: The kings.
5: And then who else? Like, who's next? The vaishas. The vaishas are the business people. Business, farmers. Cal-
3: cow protectors.
5: Cow protectors. And then... What's the other one? Are the workers. Mm -hmm. The ones that just do service. Yeah,
0: there you go. (laughs) Anybody want to The Brahmanas?
1: Yeah. From what I've read, the the Brahmanas are also supposed to be like leading the country, like the president and the you know, the politicians are supposed to be Brahmanas.
2: Advisors
4: by yeah. right or advisors but like yeah, yeah.
1: In, in Srimad Bhagavatam it talks about all these saintly kings you know who were mm-hmm. at least on the level of brahmana probably you know they were Vaishnavas you know
0: yeah so yeah so the, the brahmanas are meant to advise the chachryas so, yeah and um, but yeah the chachryas are supposed to be saintly because yeah. it's a big responsibility um,
1: oh use. so okay so yeah the chachryas they can be saintly you don't have to be a brahmana to be saintly so. mm-hmm. It's like a like a
0: Raja Rishi, it's like a saintly saintly king. Um, but they, they work hand in hand. The Brahmanas and Chatriyas are meant to be very closely yeah. tied together. So because the Brahmanas are the head and chatriyas are the arms. Right? Mm-hmm. So the, the head advises the arms and the arms goes ahead and the ministers and acts for the good of everyone. But they don't act independently because the Brahmanas they know they know the real real laws. Of nature as opposed to man-made laws which just are sometimes right sometimes not right (laughs) oftentimes not right Mm -hmm. so yeah that's good Um, anybody want to add to the four classes any qualification because they're actually mentioned specifically yeah, they're neolistic the specific. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I just I can't remember all the words. I the <laughs> qualities
3: of the Brahmanas are important to know. Self control. They have. Um, they, they possess these qualities, these peaceful. very saintly qualities. they peaceful. The honest, free, yes. you know? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. kind of just one bad thing. Uh, they're just, just the qualities. They possess.
0: Yeah. Okay, good, yeah. And we're, we're born in, in that way, so we, we acquire that. Um, We can develop, we can develop further qualities through association of saintly persons, but we we, we are carrying over qualities from previous lives, so we're naturally inclined, generally are naturally inclined towards a particular uh, varna. So uh, I'll just go ahead and read if that's okay, just uh, to sum it up. So Brahmanas, Chatriyas, Vaishyas and Sutras are distinguished by the qualities born of their own nature. Natures in accordance with the material mode or chastiser of the enemy. Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity, tolerance, honesty, knowledge, wisdom, and religiousness. These are the natural qualities by which the brahmanas work. Heroism, power, determination, resourcefulness, courage in battle, generosity, and leadership are the natural qualities of work for the Kshatriyas. Farming, cow protection, and business are the natural work for the vaishyas. And for the sutras, there are labor and service to others. Okay, we'd like to share. Interesting
4: so how they don't really go into the qualities of what for the sutras mm-hmm. and the. Um, what are the other ones? The the farmers. Leisha. doesn't really describe what the qualities of. Other than what they do, it doesn't describe their you
0: know their character. So they're 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 very simple people. Mm-hmm. Very simple. And and honest, so traditionally they're they're meant to be, honest. Of course, sometimes the sometimes the Vaishya is not honest, because for business sometimes they they stretch the truth. How do, how
1: do you know. fit like modern uh, job classifications into this? Like, let's say someone's like a computer programmer. Are they a Vaishya or a suja or what are they? They're a suja. Oh, a suja. Yeah. Okay. So they can be. Are uh, listeners below all those classes?
0: In Kali Yuga in general, we're, we're generally sudra or, or less, it's, it's said. So we're sudra or less. Because we, we haven't been born or brought up or trained in the, the Varanashara. How, how to be a proper Brahmana, yeah. how to be a proper Kshatriya, uh, Vaishya, and Sudra. They all require training, every one of them. So. But the Sudra, they are uh, very straightforward and simple people and they they help the they help the rest of the classes. But they they're very honest good people. Sudras are are, are naturally good people. They they're, they're they're meant to facilitate and help the rest of the classes. So Yeah.
1: So the original like the thing in India where they have like outcasts those is that originally because they they didn't fit into any of the varnas like they were like below Sudras
0: yeah, I mean, there, there's people, there always were people that are, like, low class. Yeah. And they, they do things that are considered abominable.
1: So to fit into the, the different, uh, in the varna Ashram system, you've got to be, like, at a certain level. Even a, respectable, a, a
0: respectable member of society. Yeah. Yeah. All of them All of them are respectable members of society. Every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's
4: people posing in our culture as different, like, brahmanas. Mm-hmm. But they're not fulfilling those characteristics. You know, I think of our of politicians that won't see any names. Yeah. But that are leaders but aren't fulfilling those qualities. Mm-hmm.
0: None of them are true, um if I Yeah, they, well, they, they would have to be vegetarian to start with. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. And honest. Yeah. And
2: honest, <laughs> and, and hang with other qualities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
0: It sort of disqualifies most of <laughs> 99%. <laughs> yeah. So we The so training the you know, Yeah, please.
3: Really.
2: Okay. One more statement I wanted to make about the, the, the classes, as I as I as I look at them, I notice that. I don't know if I'm right about that, but I, I, I tend to look at it as not like a one superior to another. It's just they're all part of a necessary whole. Right. You know, to make society work. You know, and they, have, they play their role and they do their duty, you know, and that's that's the main thing. If they're not playing their role and doing their duty, then everything fails, especially from the top. If you called that, the brahmanas are failing, everybody else is going to fail, because they use them as kind of their guides, too, as their advisors and so forth and so on.
0: Everything degrades from the top. Yeah.
2: So just, yeah. it just degrades from there. You know, so. But
0: Krishna earlier in the Bhagavad Gita, he said all these people, no matter what class, they all can be devotees of the Lord.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I chose um, the 33rd verse. Uh, part of, Well, not the 33rd verse, but part of the purport of the 33rd verse. And part of that purport I put down is yoga is a means to understand the supreme soul who is steadily fixed in the supreme soul with determination, Concentration, concentrating one's mind, and uh, life and sensory activities on the Supreme engages in Krishna consciousness. So the understanding of that is, I put, the essence of yoga is to understand God. One who is always focused on the Lord, whose all activities and life is fixed on the Supreme, engages in Krishna consciousness. And it took me a while to write the, the application for this, but I, this is what I put down. Each day when I wake up, I pray that I always think of Lord Krishna and offer all my obeisances to him. Throughout the day, I pray that I am worthy to chant the Lord's holy names, always thinking of him, and to be blessed to have opportunities to serve him and his devotees. Through the guidance and grace of Guru and the Vaishnavas, I pray that this fallen, loathsome servant can be blessed with the determination to be successful in my duties and in all my activities, Always keep my mind fixed on the Lord, offering all that I am, and I do to Him.
0: Sweet. Thank you very much.
5: So I actually had chosen 38, but since we already like talked a lot about it, I'm just going to go with my second choice. Um, so
0: that's okay so it's nectar repeated
5: (laughs) so i went with 32 instead um part of the purport it says intelligence in the mode of ignorance is always working the opposite of the way it should and um i think you touched on it a little bit like when you were saying like oh this is really insightful that's exactly how i took it because um Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you know, we've been working with this house and these contractors and things. One of the contractors, I was just talking to him, helping him, like, oh, how are you, this and that, what do you do? And he told me he actually works with people that have been um, alcoholics and, and they come out of rehab and then they help, he moves in with them because these people have, like, no life skills. They just don't know what to do. All, all their life, all they knew was get money somehow and let's go drink and that's it and this makes total sense to me it's like insightful for me cuz i've never been in that position so it's nice to to have this information because that way i can reach people even though i haven't been through what they've been through so that's how i took it so my application is to memorize all this and put it in here so i can preach better and just be a better
3: a better person yeah. I can, I can that. Sure. So I chose thirty-eight, and I think I think we discussed a little bit about the understanding of, of of thirty-eight. That's pretty clear. One of the things I just wanted to mention about it was how covered we must be to see something that is so amazingly beautiful is Krishna consciousness and, and see it as something that could potentially be poison I and mean, it just blows my mind and then ch- and then text 40 just confirms that it confirms the power of the modes you know the the power that the modes have in in really covering the living entity it's just it's insane to me it's just perplexing so I just I just wanted to mention that because you know we are Trying really, really hard to peel back all these layers, and um, you know, by the by the grace of Guru and Krishna, we get to to really, you know, we get an advantage. Like it's, I I think about you know taking the step of becoming initiated, and I think about you know how that affects one's Krishna consciousness or the ability to be Krishna conscious, like the empowerment that one gains from that. So I always encourage people that are serious about Krishna consciousness because it's like, again, talking about this home that we're dealing with, you walk into a house that's completely filled with junk and, you're, and you just become overwhelmed and you think, how am I going to clear this house? How am I going to get this house to where it needs to be? And then all of a sudden, you get a crew of people that are helping you get rid of all this stuff and I feel like connecting to the parampara is that very thing for me? It's like it's been so helpful in eliminating a lot of this, a lot of you know, a lot of these things, these anantas and desires and past karmic reactions and God knows what else. So, anyways, it's just really, really profound, and um, I just wanted to share that. That I think it's really important that that we grab a hold of you know, a spiritual master and, and really connect. Um, because we need all the help that we can get. We can't do this on our own. If we think that we can loan with this, we're crazy. It's not going to happen. We need we need the help of Guru and Krishna um, to be able to navigate these very, very, very troubled waters. So anyways, that's all yeah, I wanted to say. Good.
4: Thank
0: you so much. Yeah.
3: Okay. yeah. Do you have something this year? Oh, you
0: have something. To say. I, I, I,
5: wanted to, I just remember because he was talking about the poison and things like that earlier, you asked. but. I remember a really good one like an example my mom (laughs) she when i first started coming here and things like that she completely saw it as a poison like completely like oh my goodness like what is she doing this is completely not good completely as a poison um long story short fast forward to today she's chanting every day (laughs) and she's like this is amazing I love this and she plays it in the house and so it's it's what I thought it was a really great example
3: and I want to add to that I want to piggyback on that because in the beginning it's been so tough to communicate to them the importance of 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 like not eating animals not eating meat You know, just to be able to get up to the point where one can actually take up spiritual life and actually be able to comprehend it. And, um, you know, we've been wrestling with that. But before she was chanting, it would go in one ear and out the other. It just felt like no matter what you said, even if they're like, yeah, yeah, you're right, that makes sense. But they wouldn't actually take you up on it. So anyways, the power of the mantra, and I think you touched on this, too. Is that since she began chanting, even if it's just one or two rounds, but she's doing it every day. It's beginning to purify the consciousness so much so that she has taken the initiative herself to want to to want to create this change of eliminating all the meat from the house. So literally, she is like really motivated to do that right now. And she wants the whole family to do that and the too. Funny so. thing
5: is, that really she doesn't cool. even like correlate it.
3: She I'm over can. here like,
5: oh, she it's definitely of the connection. but she yeah. can't make the yeah. connection yet. She we doesn't know even going. know. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: So we've seen so many things. That's just one. We've seen a lot of other little yeah. things that have happened in their lives since they've taken up this incredible process of chanting the holy name. Yeah. It's just incredible. So it, it's real. It works. It works, no matter what, no matter where the person's at in their consciousness, if they take this up and they just stay consistent, you can begin to see how it's working in their lives. So anyway, really cool. Yeah. Really cool.
0: I think we gave in the past that, that plane example where you take off, yeah. and then you see where you came from, you see well, Okay, I came from. Obviously we, we give credit to the plane, and the plane would be the mercy of Guru Krishna. Yeah. Um, their mercy that we can get where we are but we can see how our life has changed just based on our activities like what were we doing before what what were our desires before And I think think meat eating is actually a really significant one because before becoming vegetarian generally meat is like the main sought after dish that people have in their diet it's like meat is like the it's it's Something like the best the best goal of yeah right. of the meal right, <laughs> right. best right. experience right. of eating mm-hmm. but then you know we, we, we become purified and all of a sudden it becomes like the worst possible yeah. <laughs> thing you can imagine so it's like gosh that, that shift really happened you know that, that really took place mm-hmm. um, and there's some I mean so many other you know similar examples mm-hmm. you know like like intoxication you were talking about intoxication. Mm-hmm. Before is attractive, but then it loses its attractive nature, mm. and and all these activities in the of passion and ignorance, and some may be lingering. You know, there's some really strong attachments that may may continue to hold on. Coffee, <laughs> working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's poison right now. Just to reduce, but I'm I.
4: You know, reminds me to read this that which in the beginning maybe just like poison, at the end is like nectar, mm-hmm. and which awakens one to self-realization is to be in happiness in the mode of goodness. So, mm-hmm. I you know I, I I don't feel the information to be true yet, but I know it to be true because I'm reading it. So that's
0: yeah. that's the stuff. You you're faith in in, in Krishna. You faith in yeah. and that's really when you have strong mm-hmm. faith in Krishna, Ramprasad, and Ramprasad, mm-hmm. then you just keep on trying.
4: Yeah, thank you for mm-hmm. mentioning that because I, I'm I also know that it's not a matter of my will. It's this is you know this is conditioning that I'm dealing with, but uh, um, as I just continue with the process, just like you said, I have the help of the parampara and Krishna. Yeah, you guys, and
0: you never lose faith because you know it's a growing process, yeah. and um, and like like Prabhupada said, he said sometimes you know the weakness we might continue bad habits, but in, in the in our heart we're thinking, Krishna, please help me get these up. Yeah. I don't want to do these things, and like we're, we're like begging for mercy in that way.
4: It's an opportunity.
0: To be not, that no, we're not relishing it or, or feeling like, you know, oh, there's an exception, you know, or 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 just a justification, but we're actually wanting to reach a stage of pure Krishna consciousness where we don't have these things mm-hmm. in our way anymore. Awesome. Do you want to share
2: something?
0: That was
3: it. Okay. I was just gonna say. I was yeah. just gonna add to that. That rest assured, you know, in regards to your your coffee attachment, <laughs> Krishna not only promises oh, it when it's all said and done, when yeah. you cross that threshold, it will become like nectar, but he also says that it will awaken you as well. So you will not need oh. the You don't need the coffee. That's will right. you. Wow. Wow. Just said wow. that, they didn't have Starbucks. <laughs> it
1: was five dollars. Amazing. Them. Amazing. Well, that's <laughs> a whole <laughs> other. My
2: <laughs> That's a whole
0: other level of nectar in the
2: beginning, right? <laughs> it reminds me of the real quick about the, about the food. I, I remember when I, I was you know I've been a vegetarian for a long time, so I remember taking my parents and, and some relatives going out. We went to Pinnacle Peak Steakhouse, which is a steakhouse here. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, and so my mom, my, people say, well, what are you going to be able to eat? And I said, Well, they got a salad there, they got a baked potato, I'm good, you know? And they go, Is that all you're gonna eat? See, the meat was the big Mm -hmm. thing. You know, it was all about the steak and beans with bacon and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't, and for me, it was just, yeah, I'm I'm good, you know? So it was, but in their minds, again, unless you stayed, it's just weird how conditioned we get. (laughs) What do you eat,
0: man, as a vegetarian? You just eat a few leaves or something? Yeah, yeah, right. right. How how do you
3: survive? How do you survive? survive? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but I mean, that's what I I, I I've thought the same thing you know, yeah. before because that's that's your condition like the food pyramid. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have meat. Yeah. <laughs> you know the funny part <clears throat> about
5: that is that people around you when you become the or vegetarian, anything that happens to you it's because you don't eat meat. Like yeah, right, you're, you're, you're. you have a headache, it's because you don't eat meat. Like you stuff your throat.
3: Because you don't like anything. <laughs> it's so See, You're deficient yes. in protein. That's right. Proteins. That's pretty
0: funny. It's hilarious. Okay, so this is from 1833. O son of Prita, that determination which is unbreakable, which is sustained with steadfastness by yoga practice, and which thus controls the activities of the mind, life, and senses, is determination in the mode of goodness, that's 1833. Prabhupada says, Yoga is a means to understand the Supreme Soul. One who is steadily fixed in the Supreme Soul with determination, concentrating one's mind, life, and sensory activities on the Supreme engages in Krishna consciousness. That sort of determination is in the mode of goodness. The word avyabicariña is very significant but indicates that persons who are engaged in Krishna consciousness are never deviated by any other activity. Understanding. Sadhana bhakti means to force ourselves to engage in practices that train the mind and senses. These practices purify us, and by the grace of Krishna we receive a higher taste to continue continue with even greater determination. It is said, but by the grace of God go I. So it is that so it is that we struggle perpetually in this so it is that we just struggle perpetually in this material world. Our goals, actions, speech, intelligence, and determination are always under the sway of the modes of nature, and we have no relief. Guru and Krishna mercifully enlighten us and provide a practice and suitable environment by which, if we apply ourselves to the best of our abilities, by the grace of Krishna we can reach the stage of Nishta or steadiness. To never be deviated from Krishna consciousness is the goal of the sadhaka, Until then, we must try our best with determination to continue no matter the impediments. Application Srila Prabhupada has enlightened us as to what ought to be done and what ought not to be done. I pray to reach the standard given by Srila Prabhupada to always engage in activities that ought to be done. I am 100% convinced that these activities given by Srila Prabhupada are greatly pleasing to Lord Krishna as they are confirmed in the Shastras and by the Acharyas. The Sankirtan Yaga is no ordinary activity. It is extremely purifying. Even a fallen soul such as myself has the chance of attaining such a pure level of undeviating service if I persevere in this direction, even though so many tests and difficulties may arise. So this is something that Krishna is emphasizing to Arjuna. He says right in the, in the second chapter, Vyabhasiya <laughs> budir ekeha kuru nandana. He says, fix your intelligence very powerfully on one point. So again, he's saying the same thing. With determination, which is unbreakable, is sustained with steadfastness by yoga practice, and which thus controls the activities of the mind, life, and senses, is t- determination, the mode of goodness. So Nityananda Prabhu, you were saying, does the uh, performer or the soul, do they have um, the ability to act, or are they simply control
3: Yeah.
0: So actually, we are just controlled by the modes of nature, but we attain more freedom when, through the power of yoga practice, we we gain control of our mind and senses. Whereas previously, the mind and soul senses are are, are gripping us and completely controlling us. But through this process given by Guru and Krishna, we actually attain freedom. And Krishna says that, he says through the regulative principles of freedom, uh, we can attain to the state of of going against the current yeah no it's just what you just said is interesting because
1: a conditioned soul uh may see someone surrender to a guru and think boy they're becoming a slave i mean they've got it completely backwards of what you just said
0: <laughs> what they don't know is like i mean the was saying is that like guru empowers us yeah Guru isn't there to suppress us. Like the leaders in this world who are influenced by Maya, they actually uh, suppress us. They try to push us down and they try to utilize us for selfish purposes. But Guru is the opposite. Guru is like a loving father. He's the most loving father. He's bestowing uh, benedictions on us. Blessings and empowerment. He's saying that so you discipline yourself. If you follow this path, it's going to help you. It's going to help you live your life. It's going to help carve a path for you that leads you to a very good place. He's like a loving father.
1: And also what you were reading earlier about uh, that a person needs to force themselves to do sadhana. Uh, It reminds me of a quote, not a quote, it reminds me of, I heard that one time a devotee said to Prabhupada, I don't feel like paying obeisances to you. What should I do? And Prabhupada says, "Do it anyway, and the feeling will come."
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to appreciate his honesty, though. Yeah, and his courage. I was just going to say yeah. that what you're talking about is actually described in uh, text thirty-two as intelligence Honest in the, the mode of I'm sorry. The honesty was in the question or in the
1: answer? No, in the person who said to Prabhupada, yeah. "I don't yeah. feel like paying yeah. paying yeah. obeisances
3: to you." Yeah. I thought that's pretty honest because most people wouldn't, you know, they would, wouldn't didn't keep that to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that he would actually share that with yeah. the spiritual master is, I mean, he's pretty. A funny thing is. Yeah, it's pretty. pretty. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say that what you said about how a person might see that surrender as something that is kind of limiting in a way, uh, that's described in, in text 32 where, you know, the person who's, utilizing their intelligence in the mode of ignorance sees truth is untruth or vice versa. Yeah, Yeah, so it's the opposite. So what we may understand that it's actually empowering us and allowing us, by the grace of Guru and Krishna, to actually, you know, fortifies us. That's the way I see it personally. I think you guys can agree. Is it for me personally, it, it becomes a fortification. It becomes like an extra help, like a you know it's really hard to describe but it's really just that it's like you feel empowered and you may not feel that way at first but as you continue you can totally see krishna's hand in that whole entire thing it's it's really powerful so anyways i just wanted to bring that up because i thought that was interesting i was actually staring at that Uh, versus you were saying that so yeah cool
5: i was just gonna say like for me it's more for me personally i saw it more as Guru was like a light in my darkness because you know like here I am I think I'm this body I think I have to do all these things and you know how am I going to be a good wife how am I going to be a this and I'm a woman and all this stuff and this crazy mess that we live in in media is like screaming at me like oh you should be this you should be that and then here comes Guru Dave, and it's like this is who you really are Mm. you know like it Mm. instead of me trying to figure out oh maybe I should be this or maybe I should be that it's like Guru Dev like peels that and it's like okay here's here's who you really are mm-hmm. you know and, and it's easier and it's natural more mm-hmm. you feel more at ease you don't feel like you have to figure things out mm-hmm. that's it, that's why me personally it's like way less stressful <laughs> than trying to figure it out on my own mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that's a wonderful analogy thank you because yeah, like, if you're in the dark or you don't know what's to be done. Right. Then how is that more free? That means that you're more okay. in, you're in trouble, <laughs> like you're in danger. You don't really know. Yeah. You don't really know what's
3: good, what's bad, what's yeah. better for you, what's worse. You yeah. just don't know. And you have no direction either. So if like, right. if, if you're in the mode of passion and you're endeavoring for some material gain, or whatever the case may be, you know, you, you're trying to dedicate your life to whatever endeavor. But if you're sincere, if you're a little bit sincere, and Krishna throws you that that lifeline via guru, then I feel like, like you said, it really takes the weight off of your shoulders. Right. It really helps you understand your purpose, see your purpose, and then guru, guru inspires. He, he he, you know, he fortifies you. He gives you the empowerment to to be able to be successful in that endeavor, whatever that may be. And the guru is not gonna try and suppress you or tell you, no, you gotta be this, you gotta be that. He's gonna see who you are because the guru the guru knows who you are. And he's going to he's going to um,
5: He's going to fan the flame so you can figure so you can see who you really are. Yeah,
3: he's just gonna, he's gonna see your who your abilities, who you are, and and how you would, because he knows exactly how to, I guess the word is engage you. And he'll know how to engage you. So it, it's, if, if, you take, if you take heed of, of, or shelter of the Guru's instructions, then it's completely life-changing. If you see Guru's instructions as being Krishna's very own instructions, then it'll, it'll lift the weight off your shoulders. It'll remove the confusion or the ideas or the illusions. For us, that's been our experience. You know, we just confide in, in, in the instructions or the orders of our Guru and we just follow that and it's been it's been extremely helpful in so many ways when you have a good when you have a good guide yeah
0: then it alleviates all the confusion yeah right. and then you know somebody cares for you that because actually nobody cares for you more than guru right because guru is krishna's direct representative right. and is, is is extending themselves in the mood of compassion to us right so there's no better friend and there's right. no one who cares for us more there's than no you. one who knows us more. Yeah. there's
3: no one who knows us more but the problem with in, in our situation is we're so familiar with Guru Dev and sometimes we may not we may lose sight of that so it's really important that we always keep that in mind Like he, you know, for me it's always important that I always go back to that and see Guru Dev not that I can't be close with him but just always understanding who he is in my life why he's been brought into my life it's really important Um, So
0: anyways, that really helps me. Hopefully it can help someone else. I'd like to end with this one important lesson that's brought up in this section, which is that things that we do that are right, that are good, they lead to nectar at the end. And and so we can know that whenever we do the right thing in life, even if it's difficult, um, that we're going to have a reward and we're going to have um, this deep, deeper inner happiness that goes beyond um, the ephemeral happiness that, that Prabhupada was talking about. And um, really this is, the highest level of this nectar comes through the yoga, because this is Lord Chaitanya's um, mission, It's the practice for the age, and so many devotees all over the world have stories about the bliss gained from from going out and doing the sankirtan yoga, practical experience. Any devotee that has done sankirtan has has experiences uh, of the bliss that comes through sankirtan. And there's a book called uh, Nectar Book Distribution, and these are just a few anecdotes of experiences yeah. devotees have had on sankirtan. Just a few out of unlimited. Every day devotees have experiences the reciprocation of. Of Lord Jaitanya uh, through going out on sankirtan, so I, I like to encourage devotees to have deep faith in the sankirtan yoga. That this is the this is the, the like I said in the Brihadaranyaka Brahman, the only way, is the only way to attain self-realization. It's the highest practice. There, there's no activity that's more powerful than the sankirtan yoga, and that's all we have to do. So, like, that's what this movement is all about. And the whole movement Prabhupada set up is, is centered around the sacred tanya. Yeah. yeah. So that reference
1: you made to that one, uh, Purana was
0: it?
1: Uh, Is that the one where it's, it says three times, it's the only way to... Yes. So, but if I, if I understand it correctly, they're referring to both uh, going out on the street and doing Harinam as well as Japa, right?
0: Japa is, is Harinam. So that is that is part of yeah. of the Harina. Yes, right. yeah, chanting the holy names of Krishna. But sankirtan um, is, is more powerful when devotees come together. Right. Yeah. But it's not a replacement. It's, it's not a replacement. <laughs> exactly. We <You laughs> have to do we have to do japa. <laughs> too, <laughs> to do both. Yeah. <laughs> like a devotee told me early on, japa is our private time with Krishna. Right. Right. it's our personal time. Yeah, it's time like a private and
3: public. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Any last? Oh, well, we're good. What does that, that first translate to in English? As the embodied soul oh. continuously passes in this body from boyhood to youth to old age. Yeah, the soul you. similarly passes into another body yeah. A sober person is not bewildered by such a change. This is what the kids that's are that's learning right. on Sundays. That's, that's oh, that Sunday school? Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty
3: deep. I need to I call. call. Yeah. <laughs> 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 not, <that's> <laughs> I need to <laughs> <today>. <laughs> <laughs> Five to twelve. <laughs>
0: say okay. okay. should be in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're learning the shlokas,
3: So awesome. it's good Wonderful. yeah. Okay, if you wear pigtails,
0: then you're in. You can you can <laughs> disguise <laughs> yourself, but <laughs> we might find you out. So. <laughs>